wants not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Well, we want to continue our teaching series. I began a teaching series last week on how to make the most of online services. We live in an age of technology, and I bet you I have come to believe in technology so much. Somebody say, I believe in technology. I believe that if Jesus were to be in our times, he will be on every social media platform. I believe in technology. I believe in it so much, and I want you as a church to also believe in it. Amen. Believe in it as a person. Believe in it as a church. A whole nation was brought to its knees because of social media. The Arab uprisings were started through social media. And if it can be used for something negative, an uprising for Christ can also be started on the same platform. And that's how I want us to view it. It's not demonic. It's not satanic. We have demonic entities there. We have satanic agents there. But... It is a divine platform for the transformation and for the transmission of the gospel across the globe. Say an amen. amen. Uh-huh. So, Christians over the years have had a challenge with demonizing technology when we don't understand it. There was a church many years ago. Now, he doesn't preach that anymore. Many years ago, he used to call TV the devil's box. But today, he's preaching on it. <laughs> there are things that you don't understand. If you don't understand them, don't talk about them. That's why one of the greatest disciplines you must develop in your life is to have a discipline of no comment of things I don't understand. The Bible said you don't have to exercise yourself in matters too high than you. Now some of us, our mouths can just touch on anything and everything. If you do that, you'll be risking your future. Yeah, You'll be forced to eat up your weight. So things that you don't understand, just leave it to pass. The Bible said even a fool, when he keeps quiet, he is regarded as wise. Anybody who talks by heart actually manifests his foolishness. You must learn to say this matter. Somebody brings A, B, C, D, say no comment. I think TV3 used to have a something like that, no comment. And they will put a, an image there and the image is talking to you. <laughs> Welcome with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 19 to 23. Bible scholars and theologians believe that Apostle Paul has been the most outstanding Christian the most outstanding Christian, the most outstanding Christian worker of all time. Jesus himself is a different class because he was God in the flesh. But among humans who have practiced Christianity, Apostle Paul is most outstanding. And he had a lot. He is most outstanding in character. He is most outstanding in the miraculous. He is most outstanding in church structure and order. He is most outstanding in church planting. He's most outstanding in the letters he wrote. And he's most outstanding by all standards in reaching out to the lost with the gospel. 
He troubled with the gospel. He said, I labored more abundantly than they, or yet not I, by the grace of God. The apostle who was the least of all saints, the least of all apostles, also became the apostle who was the most outstanding. He did not come behind any of the chief apostles. In other words, among apostles, he was chief. Troubled with the gospel extensively. He didn't preach the gospel where others had preached. He preached the gospel in Greenlands. That was Apostle Paul. And he was speaking about what his principle was or what his strategy was. And I think that we can glean lessons from there. He said, for even though I'm a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. I have, now take note, I have become to bring. I am not, but I have to bring many to Christ. So there are things that sometimes usually are not natural with us. But we must learn to take them on if it must bring many to Christ. Are you with me here? Yeah, there are things that may not be natural with you. You see, when we get into eternity, that is where we will know the significance of some of the things we held on to, the uselessness of some of the things we held on to, and the significance of the sacrifices we made in order to get the gospel across. What matters to God most is not your house, is not your car, is not the number of children you have. What matters to God most is how many people through you the gospel was able to extend to them. Amen. That's why Jesus came to die. He didn't come to die so you build a house. It's good to have a house, good to have a car, but that was none of the reasons why he came. He came that through him all the world might be saved. The Bible said to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. That is a ministry. That's the assignment. So that's what our whole life on earth is about. That's why when you lose the meaning and the significance of this, you have really lost out on all of life. Praise God. No matter what it is you earn in this life, if crowns are not waiting for you in eternity, you have not started living. And I pray that in 2022, many will come to know the Lord through you. There are people who will come to know the Lord and you never knew them or you never made contact with them. And that's where social media comes in. He said, I am free from all men, but I have become so I can bring many to Christ. May you become what you are not. Yeah. Maybe you are phlegmatic. Lay it aside. And take on an identity that can help you to reach out to others. Go to verse number 20. He says, when I was with you, with the Jews, I lived like a Jew. To bring the Jews to Christ when I was with those who followed those Jewish law. I lived too under that law. Even though I'm not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. Verse 21. He says, when I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law. I too left apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. Verse 22. He says, when I am with, I'm with those who are weak, I share their weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground. Somebody say common ground. He said, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. Doing everything I can. I try to find common ground. I try to be where people are. I try to relate where people are relating so I can bring everyone to Christ. Let's look at the same text in the Good News Version. Verse 19, he said, I am a free man, nobody's slave, but I make myself everybody's slave in order to win as many people as possible. 
While working with the Jews, I live like a Jew in order to win them. Even though I myself am not subject to the law of Moses, I live as though I were when working with those who are in order to win them. In the same way, when working with Gentiles, I live like a Gentile outside the Jewish law in order to win Gentiles. This does not mean that I don't obey God's law. I am really under God's Christ's law. Among the weak in faith, I became weak like one of them in order to win them. So I become all things to all people that I may save some of them by whatever means are possible. Somebody, whatever means. Okay, and social media or technology is one of the means. Somebody says one of the means. Okay, so in this teaching we established earlier that when we talk about online service, online service uh, or meeting refers to a service conducted through the means of technology, either in video or audio form for different people at different locations around the world without being physically present. Our onset of online services became active in places like the West. People have been used to it for a while, but it became active during the COVID. And I believe that the COVID, though Satan engineered it, God is using it. Somebody say God is using it. Yeah, there are a lot of people who have heard the gospel because COVID came. That will never have heard it but for COVID. That's why the Bible says all things work together for good. You see, God is not sitting down and then reacting in a shock to the happenings of the world. That's why you need to learn to be composed and not be anxious. When the Bible says be anxious for nothing, you see, the reason why you are anxious is because you don't know the ultimate outcome of what you are going through. Anxiety becomes your natural response to situations when you cannot tell the ultimate outcome of what you are going through. But when you know the end from the beginning like God, you are always relaxed. In the face of attacks, you are relaxed. Why? Because you know in the end, you are more than a conqueror. Somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror. And are you not glad that you know a God who declares the end from the beginning? We are surprised at the process, but God is not surprised. When Joseph was going through all the things he was going through, he couldn't tell where it was going to end. But God was sitting down and was waiting for Joseph to come into the throne of Pharaoh and take over the whole of Egypt. I came to announce to somebody this morning, don't be discouraged at what you are going through. God has the end in mind. And the end has only one resource, and that is you are a winner. Somebody say, I'm a winner. That must be your attitude. So that's what online service is. We engage in online service using our phones, our tablets, or other computers. That's it. The primary purpose of online service is not to replace in-person service. God's agenda still remains the same. If you go to the book of 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, it talks about where you are gathered together. When you are gathered together, if you look at how Jesus came to do ministry, you see that Close relationships are very important. And if you read the letters of the New Testament, you realize that we can't have church service or we can't have fellowship without being together. There are a lot of things we need to do one for another. He says, serve one another, pray for one another, give to one another, honor one another. These things can only be carried out when we are closely related. So when we talk about online service where there is no physical contact, we are not saying that because there's online service, stay at home and not be in a physical building for church. The Bible said they met daily, not online, in the temple. 
and from house to house. Uh-huh. So when is online a necessity? That's what we talked about. That's what today we are going to be exploring. So we said the primary purpose is not to replace in-person service. When it is impossible for you to be in in-person, you make online, you make the most of it. Uh, some of our members who work in certain villages and certain mining centers, there's no church there. And when they get there, they have to stay nourished through this platform. That's what the Bible talks about. He says they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. Now, last week we talked about 14 reasons why you must believe and participate actively in online service. Particularly also because there are some services we are going to be launching online. And it will be strictly online. So it's going to complement what we'll do. The amount of information, the kind of things the Holy Spirit will have me share with you. This three-hour, three-hour service alone will not be enough to do that. And I can't keep on postponing most of the things because you need them in order to fulfill destiny. And my schedule and other things I also do may not make it practically possible to be there every time. So we are going to be doing some of these things strategically to help you. Already we have one online service that hosts every month. But from next month, we are going to launch our Excel service online. It used to be our first service here. But because we are preparing to start a new church on campus, and which I like to be there personally. Amen? It's not that like I don't have men, I have men. Yeah, MPP has men. We also have men. Yeah, but I want to be there and set the tone right. Amen? That is a place that I believe in youth, and I've worked with youth, and I'll still work with youth. That is why I'm never growing old. Yeah. I was speaking with somebody. I said, I married 12 years ago. He said, you? <laughs> so, we want to set the tone right. And I'm going to be there personally. And there's a lot of rot going on in our institutions. And if we don't do something to arrest it, by the time your children get to the university, they will know what is wrong from right. When I was in school, occult was not something that was common. But today, it's very, very predominant in the schools. All kinds of things are going on. I mean, we were engaging a gentleman about a couple of weeks ago and I was surprised some of the things some students are doing on campus. You can't teach that out of them through geography or law. No, 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 no. They don't respond to law. They only respond to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There's knowledge that transforms and that comes through the Holy Spirit. You can lecture them and lecture them and lecture them. No change will happen. But when they encounter the gospel through Christ, everything changes. Praise God. And that's why I want us to really push a lot of resources there and get it running. Amen? Okay. So, those are the two main reasons. Okay? So, and that is going to be standard practice. The services will hold on Saturdays. But when I'm done, I'll let you know the details. Not today, but it's going to be holding Saturdays, 7 to 7.45 every Saturday. That's how the Excel service, the Excel service was a divine inspiration the Holy Ghost gave me to train and teach and empower you so that you will know how to succeed through life and also be able to excel if you are running any business of any sort. We call it exceptional Christian entrepreneurs and leaders service. Amen. That's what the service is going to be for. And then we have a hallelujah service which we do to open up the month. Last week we talked on 14 reasons why you must believe in and participate actively on online service. This morning, I don't have the luxury of time to go through that with you. So, I will encourage you that you have it, you go back to it, and then you listen closely. So, the first question we ask is, what is an online service? Last week, we answered that. And we said that, why online service? We answered that. Today, we are looking at, 
who can attend online service who can attend online service number one is members of a particular local church so as a member of this church if you happen to be in a place where you cannot physically be in church or in a situation where you can't physically be in church you have an opportunity to still be in church via online amen that's what it is members of a particular local church as a member of elc you are obliged and expected to participate in online service so when we do hallelujah service we expect you to be there you are obliged to be there it's not a matter of choice if you are a member of a church and you are submissive to authority you are expected to be here if you do excel service you are expected to be there your participation in online service needs to be limited to your local church I know these days a lot of people they just flick channels and just like the way they flick uh, TV channels. People also sit and flip all kinds of online place to another place. You have to understand where God has planted you. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Look at what the Bible says. I will give you shepherds. Somebody say I'll give you shepherds. I'll give you shepherds according to my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So God has given you a shepherd. Whether you are in person or you are online. You have to be tuned into the voice of your shepherd. Again, in the book of Jeremiah 23, verse 4, he said, I will set up shepherds. It's not your choice. He sets shepherds for you. And when he sets shepherds for you, you need to follow them and their teachings. Look at John chapter 10, verse 27 to 28. My sheep, somebody say, My sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Who are you following on social media? Yeah, you are liking all manner of pages. But you are not following your church. He said, they follow me. They follow me. I will give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. The people who can easily perish are those who move from place to place. I picked up an Uber guy this afternoon. Or he picked me up. And I began to speak to him. He said, he's born again. He said, you are born again. When do you get born again? Did all of that. Then when I finished, I asked him, where do you go to church? Then he says, as for me, I, I moved from this place to that place. But my mother church is this. I said, you are not serious. Yeah, you are not serious. You cannot be a serious Christian. Then I started speaking with him. By the time we finished, I became clear. Yeah, you can easily perish. You see, the life of a sheep is not like the life of a goat. If you see a sheep that is moving about without a shepherd, it can easily be killed. Yeah, some of our members here sometimes have met people who have given them prophecies, fake prophecies, just to put fear in them. One of them, about two years ago, they told her, Buy bags of rice, bring me two of them, and send five of them to somewhere, seven bags of rice or so. And I looked at my daughter, and her salary for three months cannot even foot that bill. And I don't know where that prophet saw that foolish prophecy that if you don't do it, this and this will happen to you. I said, Don't do it, nothing will happen to you. Two years, she's still here. Two years is still here. You see, when you don't know where your place is and you move at a scatter, I mean, there are people who make a lot of investment. I will not even be surprised that there are people here who are making a lot of investment into some prophetic ministries without uh, this. But here, they don't even tight. It is you who is losing. No man loses. God plants you in a place. For a if he didn't need you here, he will not place you. Listen. When God puts you in a ministry, he's put you there for a purpose. And he gives your pastor what you need per time. One of the questions he asked me is that how will he know that this is the church that God has ordained for you? I said, every time you go there, God will speak to you through your pastor. Every time God will speak to you. 
and at strategic times, God will use your shepherd to guide you. Am I communicating here? That's how it is. And it all happens when you come under submission. And then, amongst other things, when you stay there faithfully, you see that your life begins to prosper. You begin to do well. In the place God has planted you, the Bible said, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaves shall not without whatsoever he does prospers. That's what happens. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. That's what it's about. They follow me. You see, just as it is impractical and spiritually risky to be a member of two multiple churches. No one person can be a member of two multiple churches. You can also be on different platforms, on social media here and there. You'll be confusing yourself. You come here, we tell you, you don't have to pray against your enemies. You join a certain prayer online and they tell you, kill them, they must die. You are confused. You are confused. When you talk to God, he's not sure which one you are talking about. Yesterday in church, you are praying for your enemies. And then on another platform, whatever they call it, you are praying against your enemies. God says, this guy, double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. Let him not think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Am I communicating somebody at all? Look at what Apostle Paul said. Acts chapter 20, verse 28 to 30. He said, therefore, take it to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. All right? Now, for I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And I dare tell you that a lot of savage wolves on social media, pastors who are hungry, who are looking for something to eat, and they are ready to tell you anything. For I know this, that after my departure, some grievous wolves will come, not sparing the flock. As for a ponchee and a goat, they can easily jump. When you are driving and you come across goats, you don't need to necessarily reduce your speed. They will run before you get there. But if you meet a sheep, you must of necessity slow down. Because if you don't, you may kill them and crash your car. That's why a life of a sheep is connected to a shepherd. And God says, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You have to have the mindset of a sheep when you come to church. There are a lot of people who are too proud and arrogant. They can't submit to authority in order to be blessed. So they are in church and they are not getting the best out of church. Because they are in church, but they are in church as goats, not sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. So God is your ultimate shepherd and he has appointed under shepherds. Who are your pastors? He said, when he ascended on high, he left captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles and some prophets for perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry. God gave them out to help you. So that's where he starts from. So members of a local church, as a member of this local assembly, you need to be part of online services anytime it's scheduled. So just like I told you, Hallelujah service holds the first day in every month apart from Sunday. Unless the day falls on Sunday, Hallelujah service holds every month. And it's a Thanksgiving service where we worship and we celebrate God. And then excess service is going to be launched from next week. Number two is people who are circumstantially confined and cannot participate physically in a worship service. So the first one I said, when the service is planned, so you are in a church that does online service at specific times, and you are obliged to be part. The second one is when circumstances beyond your control confines you to a place, when you are ill, and you cannot physically be in church, when you are nursing a baby fresh under three or so months, and you cannot be in church, 
That's not the time to just there and let your spiritual life go down the drain. You need to keep nourished. How do you become nourished? By staying actively in fellowship on social media. Number three, people in nations without religious freedoms or liberties, nations where physical church activities or meetings are forbidden. There are nations on the planet where you cannot meet physically in a building and say you're having church. So when you're in a nation like that, online service becomes an asset. It becomes a means by which the gospel of Christ can come to you. It used to be trapped. So people were not allowed access. Missionaries were not allowed access to nations. But trapped were going. But today, much better than trapped, we have online service. So as long as the social media platform has not been blacklisted and is available, you can access the gospel. Look at what the Bible says. There was a time where in the early church, they could also not meet and they were scattered everywhere. Acts chapter 8 verse 1 to 4. And Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Scattered. Godly men buried Stephen and Monday plea for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. You see, one of the good things about social media is that through social media, the church is now indestructible. Do you realize that when the COVID was at its peak, the only thing that was going on was the church? Did you realize that? The, the only thing. Sports were everything. There was nothing. The only thing that was going on and bringing life, speaking hope, was the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. In the early days, they persecuted the church and they could not stop. They couldn't meet in the temple, but they were meeting at homes. And where home meetings were even threatened, they could still not stop the church. Now, today, I don't need to come to your home for us to have fellowship. We can be online and still have fellowship. Are you not glad about that? That's God's wisdom. So you can't demonize something like that and think that it's not an act of God. The Bible says they began to destroy, going from house to house, track of both men and women and put them in prison. That was what was happening in the early church. So, even when they were meeting in small groups in cells, if they met, they realized that they were meeting in your house. And they said, they will come after you. Beat you and beat your wife and drag everybody out. But today, I can be on my phone. And I'm still worshiping the Lord. I'm not communicating here. That's God's wisdom for online service. Those who have been scattered preach the word wherever they went. Are you not glad we can preach the word on every social media platform we are on? Wherever they went. In other words, if you are on Instagram, the gospel can go on there. YouTube, the gospel can go on there. Everywhere, the gospel can go on there. That's why if you enter heaven without rewards for the salvation of souls, you would have been a very lazy Christian. Because we live in times where you have too many avenues to be able to preach the gospel. Too many avenues to make the gospel available and accessible to people. Number four, everyone online at the time of a service broadcast. Everyone who can attend an online service. Everyone that's online. Those who are saved, those who are not saved. Every time a service is ongoing, everyone online is a potential target who can become part of a service. And that is why we encourage that you set up watch parties and then you share it with your contact. When services are holding, you never know how meaningful and impactful it can be to someone. You never know where someone is. You never know the condition they may be in. And you never know how God will use 
maybe a little exhortation, a song from a recorded service to minister to someone. Can somebody say an amen? amen? When to participate in online service? When can I participate in online service? When? When? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, he said, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So we need not neglect our meeting together, whether in person or online, we need to be there. Number one, whenever an online service is scheduled by your local church. So whenever we say we are going to have an online service, that's the time for you to be there. That's the time for you to be there. That's the time you need to plan, strategize to be there. That's it. Number two, so number one, I said whenever an online service is scheduled by your local church, obey your spiritual leaders. That's why Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. So when we say we have a service online, it is an opportunity to test and prove your obedience. Do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them a reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That will certainly not be for your benefit. So when a service is scheduled and you don't show up, the Bible said it's going to go against you. It will not be for your benefit. That is one. Number two, Whenever prevailing circumstances makes it impossible to worship together at the temple or homes physically with fellow believers. That's another opportunity. Anytime you find yourself in a place where the circumstances around you will not permit you to be present in physical fellowship with the believers, that's a very important time to be online. Maybe you are working in the bush somewhere, you are working somewhere and consistently, weekly, you are away from church for a long time. You have to make sure that during service times, you take some time out. Because if you are present within the right location, you will not be doing the business you are doing at the time of the online service. I'm not communicating at all. So, practically, if you look at it, people who went online service are going on can create the time to be part of uh, people who on a normal day, in a physical meeting, they are not likely to show up. Yeah. Because if in a physical service you would have made the time to be there, you will certainly make the time for online services as well. Whenever the prevailing circumstances make it impossible to worship together at a temple or in homes physically with fellow believers. Acts of the 2 verse 46, he says, And they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. They met at the temple and then in homes. But when those meetings are not possible, we have to do it another way. Amen? Alright, so that's it. When you are not sick at home or you are not nursing babies, you can be saying, I want to watch online. No. Number three, whenever your job or school takes you to a location or destination where access to your local church can only be maintained through a virtual service. Whenever your job or school takes you to a location, a remote location, where access to your local church. You see, you were not made to function outside fellowship. Somebody say, I was not made to function outside fellowship. Yeah, I'll come to do a teaching on that. When you understand that you were made for fellowship, you will always prioritize fellowship. When you can stay the whole year, and you are not in fellowship, and you are very okay, something is fundamentally wrong. You will not live your very best life. Why? 
because you were not made to exist without fellowship. Fishes were not made to exist outside water. Are you with me here? Birds were not made to exist without an open space to fly. Lions were not made to exist outside the forest. Everybody has his environment within which he gives his optimum best. And for you, you were made to be in close fellowship. Number one, close fellowship with God. Number two, close fellowship with one another. Adam's crisis began when he broke fellowship. His crisis began when the relationship between him and God was broken. And I mean, he was in his plight when he began to flee away from God. Sin broke the fellowship, but God is greater and bigger than sin. So he was still coming to Adam. But while God was coming to Adam, Adam was hiding. And that has always been man's problem. When God comes looking for man, man is hiding. May you come out of your hiding. Listen, nothing you do should ever make you hide from God. And I mean nothing you do. Kill a man. Commit adultery. Whatever you do, never hide from God. Your answer lies with God. Can somebody say an amen? amen? You can hide from pastor, you can hide from anybody, but never hide from God. Adam went hiding, God went after him. Mountains, he won't climb up, coming after you. God so loves you that no matter where you go, he will come after you. So whenever your job makes it impossible and you can only stay in touch, only through virtual service, you need to be there. How to participate profitably in online service. And I'll share a few thoughts with you. And then we will close here. This is what I'll be doing next week to finish the teaching up. How to participate profitably in online service. How to participate profitably in online service. When you come online, those of you who are online this morning, how can you make the most of the service? Hebrews chapter 4 verse Two, he said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. So, those of us who are in person, the gospel is being preached unto us. And those who are online, the gospel is being preached unto them. But the Bible says, the difference is that some group of persons did not miss the word with faith in them that heard it. There are those who did not get the full benefit, the full benefit of the word sent forth because they did not miss it with faith. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17 to 18. I like this. He said, Now in this time that I declare unto you, I praise you not that you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. So we can come together. He was talking about the fellowship of the saints. He said, When you come together, it's supposed to be for your better. Somebody say, When we come together, it's for my betterment. Now you see, he said, When you come together, you don't come together for it's supposed to be for your better but it's happening for your worse. and he was talking about the Corinthian church because there was a lot of chaos in their fellowship when they met in church amazing that church was uh, disorderly disorderly pastor can be preaching somebody will just get up he say hey that says the lord in the church of Corinth so Paul wrote and said let all things be done decently and in order God, chaos confusion if it is communion or fellowship, they are saying, oh, by the time somebody comes, he will not wait for anybody. The ones you are pour, if you pour this small small like that, he will just pour all of that into a jar and he will start drinking all. The church of Corinth, amazing church. And Paul said, because of these things, when you come together, it's supposed to be for your good. But that's not happening. That's not happening. And you must understand that every time we gather together, whether in person or online, it's designed to make us better. The Bible said they go from strength to strength. 
every one of them in Zion appeared before God. So when we come together, it's supposed to make us better. Look at verse 18. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you and I partly believe it. And this is one of the things that was affecting their fellowship. When they come to, there were so, so gossips. And there are a lot of people who can be gossips. It's like gossip is default with women. But for a man to be a gossip is a very dangerous thing. A male gossip. That's that's very serious. You have to that's a discipline your tongue. Tend to anybody say discipline your tongue. That your ear has heard does not mean that your mouth must stare. Discipline your tongue. Discipline your tongue. There's a certain height in life you may never be able to get there as long as you don't have a disciplined tongue. The book of Proverbs says that when you sit to eat with a ruler, consider what is said before you. And if you are a man given to appetite, set a knife to your throat. When you sit with a ruler, a lot of us have lost our opportunity to sit with rulers because our tongue is so loose. People have thrown away precious marriages through loose tongues. Precious relationships through loose tongues. You are talking with somebody and the person potentially could hire you. But in a matter of few seconds and minutes, the things you have told him about someone he has never met, he's become afraid of you. He's become afraid of you. Listen, learn to be disciplined. So, when he was talking, Paul was talking about widows. He said the widows who are under 60, let them marry. Because if they don't marry, they will become gossips. When they are idle, idle people talk. He said there is division, 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 division. And division usually comes through these means. So what it means is just as it in, in physical service, our attitude determines how much we can receive from a service. When you are online, your attitude is also critical. There's a posture you need to be in to receive and get the best out of online. You can't be in an online service and you are lying on your bed. If you are sitting in church, you will not be lying on your bed. So you see, your mental faith will affect your reception. Mental frame. Unless, of course, by sickness or so, you can't do anything. You don't, you don't lie on, on. Listen, you don't do that. There is a way you do online service and you get the best out of it. Okay, so that's it. In the book of First Timothy 3, verse 14 to 15, it said, these things are right, hoping to come to you shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest, thou oughtest to know how to behave thyself in the house of God. Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. Somebody said there's a way to behave. There's a way to behave yourself in church. When the word of God is being preached, you don't sleep. There's a way to behave. Put somebody if he's dozing and say don't sleep. That is not how you behave. <laughs> there's a way to behave in church. When the word is being preached, don't sleep. When the word is being preached, you also don't go out. You don't go out. You don't come play keyboard in church, play drums in church, and then when the word of God is coming, you go out. I know the source of all your problems because you are wet dry. You don't go out. Be disciplined. How long is the service? Our attention span in this generation, Mr. Asante, is so short. This generation is so short. We can't concentrate. No wonder we are not able to achieve great things. You have to learn to concentrate. People can't sit still for three hours and give themselves to a particular task. Two hours, seven hours and give yourself to a particular task. 
If you can't discipline yourself to live like that, you are not likely to fulfill your future. Sure. The kind of things people do to enter greatness, a lot of discipline. A lot of discipline. You don't do things you like. You do things you don't like to create a future you like. That's it. The people who dream the future, they never realize it. And the people who dream the future and they live in that future is because they are willing to do in the present what they don't like in order to create in the future what they like. And this younger generation is so pitiful generation. Sometimes when I think about the younger generation, my type and the people uh, below my I, I fear sometimes for them. Because we want everything good, but we lack the discipline that produces the good things of life. We lack the patience that produces the good things of life. It doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. That's why, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Sakawa and miracle money appeals to a lot of people. There are nations in the world where when you talk about miracle money, people become suspicious of you. It doesn't mean that miracle money are no pastors who rubbish miracle money. I don't, I'm not one of those people. You can't read the Bible and rubbish miracle money. But God also has not wired you to live your life on miracle money. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. God does miracles when the nature cannot make provision. That's how God does it. God doesn't do miracles to substitute or to compensate laziness and stupidity. No. When God does a miracle, he does it to overrule the laws of nature. When the children of Israel were coming out of the land of Egypt, he gave them manna, 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 manna. The moment they entered Cana, when they were supposed to farm, plant, and harvest, manna ceased. Africans call for manna when we are supposed to be planting. When we are supposed to be seriously working and planting, we are praying for manna. No, God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. In the book of Thessalonians, Paul was writing to the church and he told them, he said, uh, note, if there is any brother among you who is working disorderly, call them to order. There shouldn't be anybody. By disorderliness, he was talking about laziness. Laziness, laziness, laziness. Listen, young men, there are some who are older here. The young people here, listen, there are two laziness you must avoid. Mental laziness and physical laziness. Mental laziness. Where you can engage your mind on productive things for a certain period of time. Mental is overcome it. Our minds wander too quickly because we have too many things to look at. This social media thing we are talking about, you have too many things to look at. Somebody is on the page now, on the service. He's looked at a lot too many things now. Somebody may be watching me now and his, his mind has gone this. So he can't even concentrate and get the best out of a service. It's a discipline. Somebody says it's a discipline. Bible says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of sound mind, a disciplined mind, of love and of power. You shall not destroy your future. Alright, so I'm still in tune, okay? So we are talking about how do you behave to get the best out of online service? How can you get the most out of it? There are three things. We'll touch on two today, and next we'll finish with the last one. One is that you must renew your mind about online service. You must renew your mind. You must change the way you think. When we say renew your mind, we are simply saying change the way you think. The word repent means change your thinking. That's what it means. Change your thinking. Because you see, we are what we think. We are what we think. If you think online service is a waste of time, you will see it like that. You will not want to get the best out of it. Romans 12, 2. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your mind. Change your thinking. 
And I gave you 14 reasons to help you change your thinking. Those 14 reasons are supposed to help you. So you have to reflect on it. Why online service is necessary? Because that is scriptural. Why you need to change your mind about it. You can't see it as a platform that is left to the unbelievers. No. I told you that Facebook is bigger than every other country on the planet. There is no country people visit on monthly basis more than Facebook. That platform. Over 2.9 billion people are on it every month. So you are interacting with all of these people. There is no nation you go where you can get 3.9 billion people to relate and to interact with uh, in a nation. Not India, not in China. So this is one of the biggest platforms where you can connect with so many people. So we can't demonize it and just leave it to unbelievers to share nude pictures, to share pornographic pictures. When we have the priceless gospel of Christ, the gospel, the Bible says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. If I check your Facebook site or I check your Facebook account, what has been the things you have posted for the last two months, the last three months? Are they political issues? Are they old school issues or they are gospel-centered, Christ-centered matters? Are they church matters? That's how you know a Christian. A Christian is not somebody who goes to church. A Christian is somebody who bears the brand of Christ. He bears, protects, and shares the brand of Christ everywhere he goes. That's a Christian. That's a Christian. So, you need to change your mentality. Change your mentality. Change your mentality. Change your mentality. Your mind must be renewed. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I believe in social media because my mentality is that it is a divinely ordained platform for the transmission of the gospel to people everywhere they find themselves. That's my mindset. And that must be your mindset also. Beyond just uh, sharing and liking, that should be your mindset. Number two, you must prepare yourself properly for every scheduled online service. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. So those of you who are online, where you are coming for service, prepare yourself. If joining us online is the only means by which you can stay in touch, you have to prepare yourself for the service. Prepare yourself. If you are coming for a physical service, I'm sure you take your bath, dress up, and then come. In the online service, there are also its own unique preparation that are required. And you need to do that before you come into the service. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 16.1, the preparations of a heart is a man, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. When you prepare yourself well, you will receive the best of God in the service. Listen, there is no service that God puts together and he has not got a certain designation in mind, a certain blessing in mind for people. The Bible said, my word shall be that would go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. And it shall prosper in the lives of those I sent it. So that's it. When God releases his word, it's designed to bless, it's designed to uplift, it's designed to transform, it's designed to edify. But to whom will it edify? Those who are prepared to receive. Those who are ready to receive. One word will come, another person's life is dramatically changed. Sometimes are you not surprised that a message is preached and is changing and shaping someone's marriage for good. And another person is hearing the same message and their marriage is going down the drain. Are you not surprised? I am not surprised because I don't see myself as the problem. I see the recipient as the problem. Yeah, There are pastors who sometimes can pour out their frustration. And I've been preaching to you, I'm not changing. I actually pity such pastors. Yeah, because the fact that you preach does not mean that you change people. The Holy Spirit is the one who takes the word and uses it to change people. 
Praise the Lord. Yeah. So prepare yourself. Somebody say prepare yourself. And for social media, there are some core preparations. Number one, you prepare yourself for online service by opening a social media account. How many of you don't have a social media account? You don't have a social media account. All right. I think we are good on that. Put your hands together. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to. You have to. There are people who don't have social media account, and they have all kinds of things. I told you last week about a pastor who came here and was uh, almost coming to argue with me on why we should use paper Bible instead of an uh, iPad to preach. That, uh, listen, the whole service, he said, everything was good. I like the orderliness, listen. But the only thing I didn't like, he didn't use paper Bible. <laughs> and I told you what I told him. He was old, so I, I behaved myself. Yeah. The Bible said, rebuke not an elder. So I behave myself. Yeah. If Jesus were here today, he won't use paper Bible. He will use iPad. The latest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he will use the latest. That's the one he will use. Yeah. So open a social media account. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Be there. Be there. Send your neighbor and say, be there. Yeah. Number two. Get adequate data. It's the part of the preparation by getting adequate data on your electronic device. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't be in service and then uh, the, the, your <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. Get adequate data. Get adequate data. After all, you are not uh, picking a transport to go to church. So that should go into your data. Get adequate data. Get adequate data prior to the service. Not that you are rushing to now go and find somebody's Wi-Fi. Get adequate data. Get adequate data. The service, you know, the first Sunday, the first day of the month is coming. You are going to have a hallelujah service. Get adequate data. Yeah, that is key. On your electronic device, whatever the device is. And then, get up from your bed. (laughs) Yeah. Get up and sit up. Somebody say, get up and sit up. You see, Satan is not strong than you think. But he is smart than most of us think. He is not strong compared to you. But unfortunately, he seems to outsmart a lot of us. The Bible says we must not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. He tricks us all the time. He tells you, oh, don't worry. He'll, he'll <laughs> Just be lying down. After all, you are concentrating. The next time your concentration comes to you, the service is over. And then he will give you another fast idea. Don't worry. You will watch it in the course of a day. The next time you realize the whole week has passed and we are talking about another service which we are not part. Listen, if you will learn to see Satan as smart and then engage the superior wisdom of God that you have, you will always be ahead of Satan. You will always be ahead of Satan. You will not have committed the fornication if you are taught that Satan was smart. Oh, let's be watching the movie. There's no problem. And it's 7 p.m. Let's be watching. Let's be watching. Let's find some popcorn and be eating. <laughs> yeah. One step after the other. One step. You see, Satan, he doesn't bring it all at once. Oh, there's something on my phone. Then she'll come and sit by you. You see, see this thing. Yeah. Then after that is gone, you put his head on your shoulder. Something. Something. <laughs> Something. 
By the time you realize, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing you don't want to do, you have done it. Yeah. And when you finish, Satan will tell you, <laughs> I've got you. <laughs> that's it. Satan will not outsmart you. All right. So that's it. The preparation includes by getting your Bible and notepad or tablets ready for the service. If you are coming for online service, your notepad, be ready to note something. Be ready to pick up an information. That's critical. And then number three, by getting your electronic offering ready. Yeah, it's a service. Get your electronic offering ready. Your Momo account must not be zero when you are attending online service. Praise the Lord. Don't let it be zero. Look at uh, (laughs) some 96. Yeah. Oh, I was part of service. Where is your offering? If you are in physical service, wouldn't you have given? Look, give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his. Uh Look, so you are not allowed to come until you bring your offering. Bring your offering and come into his court. It's a protocol. That's how you worship. That's how you worship. It's an integral part of your worship. You don't come to a church service online and like and type amen and type I believe and go home. That's not how you do online service. Praise the Lord. Yeah. After all the typings, amens, and emojis, put your offering there. Somebody say an amen. That's, that's a Christian who is attending church. That's it. Of course. And plan and set a reminder on your phone or tablet for the service. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the service. You cannot forget when you have a phone. That you can set the alarm and also increase the volume loud enough so that it can be loud until you you can hear it. Set the reminder. Put it on it. You see, I realize that just like it is in the natural, no rich man in the natural became rich accidentally. Am I communicating? Yeah. And that is the reason why I'm teaching you the habit in the midweek service. No rich man became rich accidentally or miraculously overnight. No, 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 no. Even the one who became miraculously, there are seeds he has sown that has positioned him to reap the harvest of the miraculous. Do you know that miracles don't happen in everybody's life? Jesus was a healer, but he didn't heal everybody. Yeah. There were people who were prepared to receive the woman with the issue of blood, a lot of people were touching Jesus. Touching Jesus. Some were so close to him, not no virtue went. This woman came from far, touched the hem of his garment, and virtue left. Why? Because her heart was well positioned. So even miracles don't just happen to anybody. So plan and set it. Plan and set it. If you want to be spiritual, and I've met a lot of people who always are desiring to be spiritual, and they think that you become spiritual just by desiring or no. It, it comes through great decisions. Somebody say great decisions. Great decisions. That is concretized with great habits. Great decisions that become concretized with great habits. Then you are on and on. That's it. And then you must actively participate. Number three, you must actively participate during the service. And next week, that's what we are going to be doing. Actively participate. So number one, you must renew your mind about the service. Number two, you must prepare yourself properly for the service. Number three, you must actively participate during the service. Have you been blessed this morning? Are you sure you've been blessed? All right, put your hands together for the Lord and give him praise. Give him glory, give him praise, give him glory. 
Thank him and give him praise. Open your mouth and begin to give the Lord praise. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarter church from 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. for our second service, which is our celebration service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil station Santasa runabout Kumasi Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh,